0: Welcome to the all-new Changing Worldviews podcast with Sharon Hughes. Broadcast journalism you can trust to bring you the truth regarding the issues of our day and the worldviews behind them, politically, culturally, and religiously. For such a time as this. Freeing the minds of the brainwashed masses. Now, here's Sharon.
1: Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today on the show. September used to be back to school time. Now it seems like all the kids are back at school in August, which for those of us that are baby boomers, that was still summer. And can I say we still have hot summer weather in August? But September is back to school time, not for kids, but for grown-ups, if I can say it that way, because September is national preparedness month. So over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at some of the things that we want to make make sure that we are prepared for, or should I say against, whether it's natural or national or even international disasters. And so I hope that you'll join me on every episode this month because we think it's important information, not just news, not just what's going over the airwaves, especially this month. Helpful information so that we can be prepared and like I always like to say, and not scared when things happen that are out of our control. We're going to look at how we can overcome, as is the title of our special offer book this month, The Most Frightening Issues You Will Face This Month century and we're going to look at what 20 experts advise in the book and what is real and what is just conspiracy talk. You know, when I started changing worldviews it was with the idea of not just covering the issues, but exposing the worldviews behind them because I've said many times before and believe with all my heart that no issue exists in a vacuum. There's a worldview promoting or advancing every single issue and some with good changes, but many are not. And as we are seeing a rapid change of worldviews here in America, and the world for that matter, in government, in education, in uh, the economic situations, whether nationally or globally, entertainment, even religion, as well as in the Christian church. But this rapid change is a tipping point of years of molding or attempting to mold the minds and the hearts of the people. In other words, changing our worldviews so that a certain agenda or certain issues can be implemented by the acceptance of the people, especially here in America. We're not yet Hopefully we'll never be under a dictator system where we have no say at all, molding our minds and our hearts, first our minds and then reaching our hearts to believe things that we never believed before, accept things we've never accepted before or never thought that we would. And that's just, you know, how it works. It works through every system, every arena of culture and society and has done so for centuries, as history points out. Well, anyway, the, quote, change of worldviews for the worse today is really the fruit of the efforts of, well, you name them, leftists, one-worlders, whatever. There is a worldview that's opposite of not only what our founding fathers had in mind when they put together this American nation that we have, more importantly, what the pilgrims who really are so I say, the founders of our nation coming over here and claiming this land for God and for the propagation of the gospel of Jesus Christ as found in the Bible. So anyway... Instead of going with the flow of today's crazy world, many, I believe, arenas are already gone mad, but today's politically correct world has been a major instrument to bring about the change of worldviews, if nothing else, just to tolerate it, or I would say worse, to bow the knee to a worldview or an issue that we don't believe in, but we're afraid to take a stand against. And of course, our founders were not of that mentality. Certainly the pilgrims were not of that mentality. And, you know, the great ones throughout history, whether in America or in Europe, Western culture, wherever, have not been afraid to stand up for truth, to stand up for God, to stand up for what God said is best for society, what is best for individuals, as compared to the secular humanist politically correct worldviews that are dominating our nation and world today. Well, Like I said, instead of going along with the flow of today's politically correct world, we need to do a couple of things. We need to, number one, as I see it, learn the real truth about who and what worldviews and agendas are behind the changes that we are seeing, as well as look at history to see the issues in context and perspective. And that's something that we do on the show all the time because we want people to know the truth. And then if they decide to embrace the, quote, changes that are being advocated in our modern culture, that is contrary to what has, quote, made America great, i.e. the Judeo-Christian ethic and faith, then at least they will know what they are going along with, what they are embracing. We want to do our part. I want to do my part to inform and to warn where is necessary and also to encourage others, including you, to do the same thing. And I would love to know your thoughts. And as always, you can let me know by going on our Facebook page or through Twitter, or you can even send an email to talk at com. We're going to just take a real quick break. And when we come back, we are going to look at the economy. And I'm going to be sharing some of the ideas of, as I mentioned, from this book, How to Overcome the Most Frightening Issues You Will Face This Century, which is our special offer this month. And you can find that information at our website, changingworldviews.com. And I encourage you, if you haven't already signed up for our newsletter, that's where you'll find out not only what we're going to be talking about, who our guests are, and so forth on the show, but you can find out what our special offers are, and that's at the top of the page at changingworldviews.com. When we come back, we're going to look at the collapse of financial institutions, and this is by Wilfred Han, and I'm going to just share a little bit in perspective of what is going on. Many are saying another collapse is coming. What should our response be to all of it? Many of us still haven't found jobs, still are finding ourselves in trouble, even though the government is saying things are better we've got a lot to cover and I will be right back after this quick break so stay with me
0: alive again the breakthrough world-class aloe vera wellness drink with proven health benefits and life-changing testimonies to match I'm originally from Arlington Texas where I graduated to sport all-american and track and football with the Oklahoma State University on a football scholarship before signing with the Ottawa Rough Riders in the CFL. And I went in and my doctor said, William, I'm I'm, I'm really amazed. Your numbers are, are coming down. You know, what what, are you doing? And then that's when I told him, I'm taking this alive again. He said, well, whatever you're doing, keep doing it because like I said, if you keep doing this, then you're not going to have to take your blood pressure medicines and your cholesterol medicines, and that was, that was huge for me. Alive Again is vegan-friendly and gluten-free. Research suggests that the nutrients found in Alive Again may enhance energy, promote a healthier immune and cardiovascular system, stabilize cholesterol, blood pressure, and blood sugar levels, improve sleep, memory, concentration, mood, and so much more. An easy way to get a healthy portion of your daily fruit requirements in a delicious, health enhancing nutritional delivery system.
1: And special for our Changing Worldviews listeners that if you would like to get alive again for a 20% discount, just go to apexhealth.life slash Sharon. 20% discount. Enter the code Sharon for this fantastic product. This month's special offer is the book, How to Overcome the Most Frightening Issues You Will Face This Century, because September is National Preparedness Month. This book has 20 experts in fields of science, politics, warfare, finance, ethics, theology, and much more who offer experienced advice. And you can get your copy for $15 just by sending your check to Changing Worldviews, P.O. Box 995, Cedar Ridge, California, 95924. Again, P.O. Box 995, Cedar Ridge, California, 95924. How to overcome the most frightening issues you will face this century. September is the month to be prepared.
0: You're listening to Changing World Views with Sharon Hughes.
1: So I'm going to be sharing a few concepts here, things that were written from this book that's our special offer this month, How to Overcome the Most Frightening Issues You Will Face This Century, 20 experts advising on these. And uh, this one has to do with the economy. And it is written by an expert in this field talking about the collapse of financial institutions. And he talks about the psychology of crisis. And I'm talking about Wilfred Hahn. And let me just share a little bit of what he talks about, things that I think, think are relevant to what we're talking about this week. He talks about how the contagion of financial crisis has again deeply rocked the entire world after he went into some detail of the history and the most recent history. And he says that the calls for greater global coordination are becoming shrill, that governments must step in and that intervention is required as the call. And they're saying this is this is what is needed. This book was written just prior to the uh, British leaving the European Union. And so that just puts an exclamation point on what the author is talking about. He said that he's quoting an economist on a prominent policy site that, quote, it is now commonly agreed that the global financial system and its architecture require major improvements in the designing of regulation in the assessment of systemic risk and in the global coordination of action before and during the crisis in other words bringing about changes utilizing crisis or what could be imminent crisis to bring about the changes that are necessary and what changes are they talking about well they're talking about a global economic system i encourage you that you can listen to shows that we've done on the subject by going to our archives again the website is changing worldviews.com and just click on the archives link there and look for titles that reflect that. But the author goes on to say at present, radical reforms have been recommended by the G20, touching upon virtually all global agencies from the Bank of International Settlements to the International Monetary Fund, and many others. But he asks the question, will any of these reforms actually be carried out this time? He says, yes, he thinks so. He said that the degree of crisis this time around has been so severe and debilitating, and that a second reason is that the world is moving to a multipolar state, meaning an arrangement in which groups of countries, rather than one or two superpowers, determine global policy. So as we're watching China and other countries step in and want to be the global power, these are things we need to pay attention to. Now, I'm not an expert in this issue, but I do know that for those of us that read the Bible and believe that this is God's word to us, forewarn us, Jesus said himself in Matthew 24, that we're to take heed, we're to watch, we're to pray as we see these things happen. And of course, if you read the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation, it talks about a world, a one world economic system that is formed. And of course, I don't know that there's anybody that hasn't heard about the Mark of the Beast's 666 that has everything to do with economics, because what does it say about that? It says, if you don't get the mark, then you're not going to be able to buy or sell. It clearly is related to economic issues. And so that's why throughout the ages, shall I say, since the New Testament anyway, people have been trying to figure out what the mark of the beast is and what that means. And every time there's some kind of financial global crisis that has to do with the economy, people are alerted, could this be it? A world economic system is going to have a mark and and that mark is going to be that of a world leader that will basically demand that everybody get this mark or they can't buy or sell. So, you know, we're not quite there yet, but there are a lot of things that are happening and there are some things that have to happen regarding Israel. And that basically means that there has to be a peace treaty that's signed. That's not the topic for our show today, but I believe we're really getting close. Well, one other thing I wanted to bring out here from the author, from our book, How to Overcome the Most Frightening Issues You Will Face This Century, and this is done by Defender Publishers, which is uh, an affiliate of Skywatch TV. And you can get the book through us by just letting us know that you would be interested in having it. Basically, you can send your check to Changing Worldviews, PO Box 995, Cedar Ridge, California 95924. Again, if you want to get your own copy, and it's a big one with articles by twenty experts on the most frightening issues, but more importantly, how to overcome them. And that's how I want to wrap up as we're talking about the economy. And the author, Mr. Hans, says with. Respect to the world's headlong rush into the last day, super economic attempt, we can be sure of its occurrence. The world is on a path to destruction morally, economically and spiritually. And so let me just give you a couple of words of comfort as regards to prophetic occurrences that could be happening now or certainly what will be happening soon. And one is from Jeremiah and the other one is from Psalms. So let me just wrap up how the author wraps it up. Mr. Hahn says, yet, despite it all, there is hope. Though conditions may seem difficult and falsehood entraps press in from every side, Jeremiah actually provides a comforting promise. He says, quote, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters and that spreads out her roots by the rivers and shall not see when the heat comes, but her leaf shall be green and shall not be anxious in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. In other words, Jeremiah, Jeremiah, prophesying about the calamities of his day had this encouragement from the Lord that no matter what, for those who trust God no matter what the economic system is, we can still prosper. That doesn't necessarily mean getting rich, like the, you know, how shall I say, prosperity teachers advocate and, and put their focus on, but that we will be taken care of and that we will prosper personally in our individual person and that we will be provided for. And that's from Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8. And then Psalm 62, 10 says, or the author asks this question, how shall we respond to these crises while we remain upon earth? And he says, living, our lives in the age of global capital, we can strive to stay mindful of David's exhortation, which is this, if riches increase, set not your heart upon them. That doesn't mean that you can't pray for God to help you get the finances you need to take care of your family or to get a job. That's not what that's saying. Actually, God is not critical of riches. Only if that is your heart, if you set your heart on riches, if you set your heart on those things, pretty soon greed and so forth, sneak in there and can capture you, then money becomes basically your God. And what is it? Money isn't the root of all evil, but the love of it is the root of all evil. And we're going to be talking in great detail about those as I started the show talking about those that have the agendas, those that have the wherewithal even to bring about an end times global economic world government, but specifically world economic system. And it's based on not providing for the common man, but it's based on greed for those who will be in power. We have to take another break. Stay with me. Back with more on the subject.
0: Changing Worldviews Talk Radio is an issues-driven show featuring the news or the side of the news often ignored by the mainstream media. Sharon's guests have included candidates, senators and other government leaders, public policy and pro-family experts, authors, doctors and religious leaders, Protestant, Catholic and Jew, an advocate for the innocent, the persecuted and our troops. Sharon continually encourages her listeners to boldly support the right and expose the wrong. If you share Sharon's passion to increase the pro-America and family voice in our 21st century society, we invite you to partner with us. Log on to changingworldviews.com. Sign up today and receive our best show of the month on CD, Sharon Sang It Like It Is newsletter, and more. Changing Worldviews with Sharon Hughes. Broadcast
1: journalism you can trust.
0: This is Franklin Graham. Missionary medicine is still one of the great tools for evangelism. This is why I do medical missions, is to be able to treat people and help people who otherwise will not get help. We have to be willing to enter into the suffering of others, and that's never easy, but our God is faithful. When you're part of missionary medicine, it's going to change the lives of people for centuries. For more information, go to SamaritansPurse.org. That's SamaritansPurse.org.
1: So if you're just tuning in, I have been reading from the book that is actually our special offer this month, How to Overcome the Most Frightening Issues You Will Face This Century, specifically zeroing in on the economy. But because September is National Preparedness Month, I thought I'd share a little bit more from the book, only this time from the last chapter of the book that has to do with having an emergency preparedness plan. And that's by Thomas Horne. And this is what he writes. An article by Mimi Hall in USA Today recently acknowledged that, quote, most Americans haven't taken steps to prepare for a natural disaster, a terrorist attack, or other emergency. And according to a new study on preparedness, only about a third have made plans with family members about how they would communicate with each other during a crisis. And Horn points out that part of the reason for this may be, until recent years, how well off we have been in the United States and how we have trusted in our bank accounts to sustain us. Unfortunately, money sitting in savings accounts and investments are useless if we become stuck in a storm or other crisis. He said another reason that he has witnessed during his 25 years of pastoring why people of faith neglect preparedness has to do with an odd defeatism that says if current events are prophesied to happen, then there's nothing we can do about it anyway. That notion that calamity is unavoidable if it is divinely predicted is even sanctioned by some expositors who miss the pattern for preparedness in the Bible. Proverbs 22.3 tells us that a prudent person will foresee such difficulties and prepare for them, while a simpleton will go blindly on and then suffer the consequences. Horn says this is good advice not only for religious folks, but also for people of any persuasion. And you may or may not be familiar with the story of Joseph in the Bible, who was taken captive as a slave to Egypt and through a series of events, ended up being an advisor, really the secondhand man to the Pharaoh, and was warned by God that a famine was coming. And what did Joseph do? He began to prepare by storing up grain enough for seven years, because that's what he had heard from God, that there would be seven years of plenty, and then seven years of famine. So during the years of plenty, He stored up so that there would be plenty for the people during the seven years of famine. I think that is really the answer to those folks that Tom Horn described that have a defeatist mentality or, well, God will take care of me mentality and do nothing to prepare. And as I've said on this show so many times, then why do we buy car insurance and why do we buy home insurance and health insurance and so forth? Isn't that a form of preparing should a disaster or catastrophe strike, of course, it is. So there's nothing wrong. It's actually wisdom. When we see things happen, when we hear over and over concerns about the state of the economy, or we just see the signs that the Bible says, we are coming into a time of global upheaval. My mentality is, is what could it hurt? Of course, doing so not out of fear, but out of wisdom. So again, if you are interested in getting a copy of this book for your own, so you can read all the chapters that cover all kinds of issues. And let me just read a couple of the topics that you can see. For instance, nuclear Armageddon, totalitarianism and World War III, globalism, the utopian dream, or is it a luciferic nightmare? That's, pr- that's written by my good friend, Deborah Ray. And many of our listeners are familiar with her. Tom and Anita Hornton talk about nanotech biotech genetic mutation and transhumanism then there's christian survival versus pagan revival that's by bill solace many people know who he is and you know there's another dozen or more chapters i think that this is something that you would find interesting and believe it or not even though it's talking about some of the most frightening issues that we are facing in this century it's not doom and gloom it can be a wake-up call and it can be disconcerting to learn the real facts as sometimes can be <laughs> here on the show as we're exposing the worldviews and, and the agendas behind the issues instead of just talking about the economy or talking about our one world religion coming together or kind of thing. We talk about the worldviews behind it and how we got to where we are and as good common sense solutions and encouragement to help us to be able, as the book says, overcome the most frightening issues that we face. So you can get that at Change Your World World views. Purchasing this book helps us reach more listeners. I also want to let you know we're going to be talking about the changing worldviews of the economy, the idea of it's back to school for all of us as we look at cultural Marxism and how Marx particularly, but the socialist communist agenda, they, they knew that the only way that they can infiltrate, they got to bring down America in order to promote their socialist agenda. I mean, half of the Democrats, now self-identify themselves as socialists. Well, this was part of the plan of Marx and others. We're going to talk about that and the idea of cultural Marxism, how they have to get in there and they have to tear down our values. They have to do what we are seeing happening, not just in the way of morality, but also in the way of tearing down religion, of infiltrating and causing us to become tolerant of issues that a couple of decades ago never... never would have happened. That's all part of what is happening. And of course, the horn that they toot is economic equality, right? Like Obama has said, he just wants to spread the wealth around. Oh, That's redistribution of wealth, which is the major component of socialism and communism. But that's not the end goal. The end goal is world domination. By promising in the middle of economic crisis that we have the answers and we want to make it Equal. And of course, those that are struggling economically, you know, that's an appealing message. So pray for yourself if it's needed. Pray for your neighbors and family members and fellow Americans that find themselves still out of work or find themselves having to take jobs where it's just not enough to meet the needs of their families, their food, their rent, and so forth, because God hears the prayer of faith. And he is more than willing to help us, just like our pilgrims knew and our founding fathers knew. And I think it was Rabbi Khan was talking about the other day. I heard him say that the answer for all the ills in America and the way to make America great again is by returning to the God who made America great in the first place. And I've got a funny song to just end on a light note uh, to a very serious issue by Ray Stevens. That's relevant to our topic today. And here it is.
0: Hey, Mr. President, Mr. President, we got record foreclosures, folks are losing their homes. The banks have gotten money, but they won't make loans. The taxes are bringing small business to the knees And we owe our soul to the Red Chinese Mr. President Mr. President What are you going to do? I'm going take off my coat and roll up my sleeve Turn on the teleprompter and give another speech But so, Mr. President we got illegal aliens pouring across our border. And drug lords committing mayhem and disorder. States going broke trying to pay their benefits. bond markets in the toilet. Job markets in the pits, Mr. President. Mr. President, what are you going to do? Well, now, listen real close and hear what I say. Never let a good crisis slip away. You got to look at things out of my window. America is good for my agenda but Mr President Mr President What are you going to do
1: All right. Well, that's it for this episode. So until I see you next time, this is Sharon Hughes saying it like it is. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Changing World Views. You can follow Sharon on social media or listen to her on many online platforms.
0: Just go to our website, changingworldviews.com for all the links. And until next time, stay informed, stay alert, because we are indeed living in a changing world.